Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who have been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that can help you along your military life journey. This episode is brought to you by Caliber Home Loans. Caliber is committed to educating military families about their VA loan benefits and bringing military families home. Get connected with them online by visiting Caliber at CaliberMilitaryLending.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. I am Ashley Peebles, and I am with one of my favorite people in the whole world today. We were, um, honestly, I think we were meant to be. You know, like we were actually introduced by a mutual friend who's also like one of the greatest people on the whole planet. But this is my beautiful friend, Miss Carol Wheeler. And the reason that I am so excited to introduce her to you today is because not long ago, we had a podcast that was wildly successful and it was with the incredible Miss Betsy Clark. And she is a strengths coach. Remember her? And we loved everything that we heard, like all of us, we just ate it up. And then I thought, man, I bet they'd love to hear from another strengths coach and one of my favorite people on the planet. So I immediately messaged my good friend, Carol, and asked her if she wouldn't mind carving out some time to share her incredible strengths, which is so like of me, uh, but to share her incredible strengths with our audience. And she, of course, jumped at it and agreed. So I'm very, very excited for you guys to get to glean some of her wisdom uh, today because you're just going to love it. So Carol, welcome. How is, uh, how's Texas today? Is it hot as the face of the sun? <laughs> it is hot as the face of the sun, Ashley. I think it's going to be about 105 today. I am trying really hard not to go outside. Yep. Well, uh, if you want me to make you a little jealous, it is not. It's going to be like 77 here today and I have a sweatshirt on and I'm sorry, but there's that. That's all the more reason for you to move to Virginia and be my neighbor. So there's well, that. <laughs> I will tell you, Ashley, I drank coffee on my porch at 7.30 this morning and it was already 80 degrees. Well, there's that. At least you, uh, so you guys don't know this, but Carol just has the most amazing little historic home and it is awesome. So I love picturing you out there on uh, your David swing. So, all right. So tell us, so everybody knows you already live in Texas. Um, tell us about those babies of yours. Sure. So I live in Texas, actually New Braunfels, Texas, between San Antonio and Austin. Um, I have two pretty precious, super blonde children. Um, Katie is eight and Kyle is five. So um, we are about to start homeschooling next week, um, kinder and third. So they're pretty terrific. That is awesome. And if you guys are listening and you can... um you can definitely relate to Carol starting homeschooling for the first time this year. Make sure you go back in the Mill Housing Nation podcast from February or March, probably March because that was COVID time. Um, go back and listen. We have two podcasts that we did um, and it was homeschooling for the non-homeschooled. So go back and listen to those if you're getting a little nervous about what's to come because those are on our channel. So you have to go back and check that out. So Carol, tell us what attracted you to becoming a Gallup certified strength coach? What was it about it that, that drew you in and made it, made you want to go this direction? Sure. So the first time that I heard about strengths, I um, was about 15 years ago ish, maybe a little more than that. Um, and I started a job working at Texas A&M where part of my job was to teach others about strengths. So I had to learn it real fast. 
Um, but the very first time I started, I took the instrument and started looking at it. I was just fascinated by this whole idea that we can pay attention to what's right with people. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Instead of just focusing on weakness, it just, it was endlessly fascinating and changed how I thought about myself and my own work so quickly that I just love getting to share it. I love that. So, you know, like one of the first times when we connected, I told you how much I love this. So it's one of my favorite things that we get to talk about on here because I too, like I'd shared this before, but when I found my strengths, it changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. I realized that the things that caused me so much um, grind during the day, the ones that just felt like nails on a chalkboard or sandpaper, those things that those were the things that I was doing where I was not working within my strengths. And the other things that just seemed to flow and were so easy, I thought those were easier tasks, right? Like it just, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is just easier. But then when my husband and I started working together, he tried to do my easy tasks and um, then he tried to do my hard tasks. And it turns out we have exactly opposite strengths. So for a long time, he tried to be me in our business. That never works. Right. And once we realized we took the strengths finders test and we realized that we have opposite strengths, we started divvying up our day totally differently to where we both moved through it a whole lot more seamlessly. I felt like I stank a whole lot less at life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt, and I think that's just, you know how you just said why, why we focus on our weaknesses. I was totally focusing on the things that I was not good at. So mm-hmm. I love it. It changed my life. So now tell me this. Um, we talked about the origin of strengths. The last time we were speaking, you mentioned a, like a math formula that you use for this. So why don't you share that with us? Because all of the numbers people listening have just perked up. They're real excited about this. <laughs> I love it. So yes, yeah, so I'll share my formula. I do want to share too when you're talking about the easy tasks and the hard tasks. So one of the things that's really useful about strengths is to know that most of us have to realize that the things at the top of our list of strengths, we we think that way so deeply and so inherently that we assume everybody else does too. So when you said I thought this was just easy easy, you think it's easy for everybody. Like it just makes sense. It makes so much sense to you. Um, and that is not true. That's one of the most powerful things about strengths is to realize, oh, not everybody sees the world through this lens that I do. You are so right, my friend. <laughs> so right. <laughs> so the formula that I use to talk about strengths and a, a sports analogy is sometimes useful on this, but, but I talk about knowledge plus skills creates competence. So I'll give you an example of this. When I was in high school, I played tennis. I love to play tennis. It's still one of my favorite sports, okay? I do not have an athletic bone in my body, right? So <laughs> I was a competent tennis player. I worked hard, and I, I did really pretty well within high school tennis, right? I'm certainly never going anywhere beyond that. But I worked really hard at it. I learned a lot. I practiced a lot. And so I became competent, one of the things that would happen is every summer when I was in high school, I would work all summer long. I would work out, I would run, I would play tennis. And at the end of the summer, I would show back up to practice and our coach would say, okay, everybody go run a mile. And we'd go run a mile and I'd be at the front of the pack, right? Because I had a lot of tennis buddies who didn't do anything all summer long, right? And then two weeks into practice, I'm at the back of the pack. Because I had friends in tennis who had real athletic ability. And when they spent two weeks putting knowledge and skills together, what happens is that knowledge and skills, if you have talent, it literally multiplies the effort 
that you're putting towards it. Well, okay. Uh, right? Mind blown. Yeah. So if you think, I mean, that that's why someone like, say, Serena Williams can practice tennis three hours a day and be world-class. And I could practice tennis nine hours a day and I would never touch it because my nine hours a day will make me improve this much. And her three hours a day makes her improve this much because her talent literally multiplies her efforts. Oh, right? I love that. When I think about it, I just get so exciting because you think, oh, well, so if I, put, if I spend my time learning about the things that I have a natural talent for, you can truly become world-class at something. You become really, really good at it, not just sort of okay. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. And here's the reason that I love it. It's because I think maybe no matter what your strengths are, I could be wrong about this, but I think maybe no matter what your strengths are, we all desire to be good at something. Um, Maybe we don't, maybe it's not, hey, I want to be a world-class tennis player, but I believe that we all desire to move through our day and feel competent and not just competent in certain areas. We all want to know that we're really good at something like the jack of all trades, but the master of none. Like we all want to be a master of something Like we all want to be good throughout the day. And I remember I have spoken on the podcast before about, you know, kind of losing my job, if you will, or my job going away is what it was Uh, last year, how I got to a point to where I didn't like, I didn't feel good at anything anymore. And I literally dove back into my strengths and started making a list of things that I know that I'm good at. Like I know myself to be good at and then put myself in situations to where I started to feel good at things again. And I think if you could like, if I can use that math formula and I can figure out where to use my strengths, you know, know, or where to spend my time. That's also something else that you and I were speaking about earlier. So, uh, and you know what, this may go along with the fact that you're, you're talking to a whole lot of military spouses, right? You're probably talking to a lot of military members right now. And here's what our life is like. Um, A lot of them right now are homeschooling kids for the first time, never wanted to, just like you, like you're homeschooling kids for the first time. A lot of them are listening from a place to where they don't live around their family because I never have. Um, A lot of them are listening um, and their spouse is across the world right now. So there are a lot of challenges that military families face that we're totally used to. Like, don't get me wrong. No one's ever going to come to you and say, I didn't choose this life. We did. We chose our spouse, if you will, or we chose this as our career and we love it. But that doesn't mean that it's any less difficult. Mm-hmm. So where uh, you and I were speaking earlier, what is it about working within our strengths that can help us do more of the right things? If you will, I believe when we were talking earlier, that's that's something that you said that really stuck with me. So what would you say to this audience along those lines? Sure. Well, first I can say, I mean, I, I am not a military spouse, nor have I ever been. However, I am single. I have a growing business and now I'm homeschooling my small children. So I certainly understand what it feels like (laughs) to have all of it. All of it. All of it. Right. All the things. Yeah. Just do all the things, do them all well, no problem, check and check. So um, I was telling you earlier, I started a book this morning that I think is going to be really relevant to this. And I've only read the first couple of chapters, but it's called How to Be a Lazy Genius. 
Love it. <laughs> right. And her whole idea, I think really dovetails with strengths because her general idea is figure out the things that really matter to you the most and spend your time and effort doing those things really well and find shortcuts um, to do all the other things that have to be done sort of the lazy way. Right. So when we look at shortcuts and we think like, I know you and I have talked about, it. is it HelloFresh or one of the meal services? Yeah, right? that's a that's shortcut. Lovely. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a shortcut and it's great. And it still allows you to get a healthy meal on the table. Right. So if that, if, if meal planning and figuring out all the things is not your strength and not something you really love to do, then find the shortcut for that. Right. So that you have the time and effort to pour into other things. And even, I mean, I think this is really relevant. Even if we, if we think about homeschooling, I've been talking to lots of people recently who are starting to homeschool um, or people who are just starting to have kids at home doing virtual learning. And regardless, if we apply our strengths, if we think about how do my strengths and talents help me do this, then I might do it differently than you. Right but it's going to work better for me and for my kids. If I am doing the things like I am not a um, let's all run around outside and play with crazy play with shaving cream and um, get silly and messy kind of mom. Like that's not really who I am. I think it's amazing, right? My sister's like that. I'll take my kids over there. Right. But if I try to force myself into that, it's not going to be that great. Right. Right. But I, there are other things that I can do really, really, really well. So I don't mean to interrupt here, but I want you to, I, I just remembered something you told me. This totally works hand in hand with the sort of co-op that you set up in your neighborhood. Yes. Can you please tell about that? Because everything you just said is exactly <laughs> what you did. So will you tell us about that? Sure. Absolutely. So I am working with two other moms that all live within 10. We all live within 10 blocks of each other. Um, all three of us are homeschooling for the first time. Um, we have kids. There are um, eight kids between us ranging from six months to eight years old. Okay. So all, all small, right? Um, and so we are all homeschooling on our own. We're all doing our own curriculum. None of us are using the same things. Um, but we decided every Wednesday afternoon, we're going to have sort of a co-op and we're going to alternate houses. So one week at mine, one week at the other. Um, but so one of my friends is really, she is a kindergarten teacher by trade and she's going to do science experiments with our kids and let them get messy and be crazy. And it's going to be terrific. Right. Yes. Another, another woman um, who is both a yoga instructor as well as a fourth grade teacher by trade is going to do mindful, mindful movement with our kids, right. And help them get into their bodies and understand their emotions. Okay. My number one talent strength is strategic, right? We are going to do board games at my house, right? Like I went and bought a whole bunch of new strategy board games that my kids haven't even seen. Right. And, and the kind of games that will teach them about strategy from as early as like three or four begin to just sort of think logically and think that way. Cause that's what I had to contribute, right? Like we each have to see what our piece, but it is beautiful and okay to go. I can't be Katie. I can't be Cassie. I shouldn't try to be both of those people. Right. Exactly. Right. I can find those people for my kids to learn from. So dovetail that into the fact that I talk to people all the time about strengths, not a certified strength coach, but it might be one day. I love it that much. <laughs> like, I mean, I truly love it that much, yep. but I talk to people all the time about their strengths. And it seems like if 
All right. So there are strengths that if you don't have them, you think, oh man, I'd love to have woo, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you don't have strategic, you're like, oh, that's a really good strength. So in the example that you just said and your co-op, can you dovetail that into what I hear from people all the time and my strengths are not the good ones because Mm -hmm. I don't think it's any more important to have board games than it is to make sure that you're doing mindful movement. And I don't think that's any more important than making sure that you're doing everything else that your co-op is going to put together. So would you mind speaking on that a minute? Sure. Absolutely. So I definitely hear uh, most of us have what I call strengths envy, right? Like you've got a strength or two that you're like, I really, I'll tell you mine is discipline. And I, I, because I'm a Gallup certified strengths coach, I've seen the whole list. Discipline's like number 30 on mine, right? Like, you know, those people who get up and do the exact same thing in the exact same order every day. I am not that person, right? I spent a lot of time in my early adulthood trying to make myself be that person because that's what good productive people do. Right. Yes. Because and, you're and, strategic. So you were strategically <laughs> trying to be disciplined, which I found fascinating. <laughs> I, I was. But what I've learned is like that that's never going to be me. Right. And so one of the one of the processes of strengths is what we call claiming your strengths, which is really owning the things that you have to contribute and starting to look at, at what that really means and why that really means you are contributing to your family, to your workplace, to your home, to your community, right? And when you start to see that, it's a lot easier to go, okay, these things just, they just aren't me and that's okay, right? So if you are struggling, if someone is sitting there going, you know what, the things I'm good at are really just not that important, what I would say is you call your spouse, you call a family member, you call a friend who knows you well, and you ask them, what they think about how you contribute. And I guarantee you they'll help you see it. Oh, I love that so much. I mean, because one of my friends, I hope she ends up listening, but one of my friends, Samantha Davis, she's got some of the most amazing strengths that she doesn't see. She's taken the test. She knows what they are, but basically we'll get on the phone. She'll be like, I just really rather have yours. And I'm like, but you're such a much better person. Like you're amazing. So I really wanted to, to spend a little bit of time on that because I do think that people who are high in empathy and I think that people, oh my goodness, are those not the people that you want around? Like everybody needs that. You you need the nurturing side of people. And I just think people look and they're like, oh man, I'd sure love to be strategic and have some woo. And I'm like, that's not all it's cracked up to be. I'd really like to be empathetic. So there's that. Right. <laughs> all right. So what... I guess any, any final thoughts, like, is there anything that you want to dive into more? Um, We've been talking about like how to, I know that one of your um, keynote topics. So let me say this pause, like time out right there. What everyone doesn't know yet is that we're going to be giving them your website at the end of this. You are absolutely a Gallup certified strength coach. You can do amazing things with teams. I have watched Carol do amazing things with teams. If you are a team leader and you want to hire Carol to come and be able to work within your team so that you guys can work better together and better independently, guys, she's worth every single dime. So we're going to make sure that you get all of that information later. But one of the things we were talking about earlier, she's also a speaker. 
And one of her keynote topics is how to bring out the best in people. So you can go any direction with this here at the end of this that you want. I would love to hear a little bit of that, but also share your final thoughts. Anything else that throughout this discussion you thought, I'd like to share that too. Just lay lay the wisdom on us, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that one of the things that's really amazing about strengths is to First, we have to understand ourselves, but once we can understand ourselves, then we can look around at the people around us and go, how can I understand these other people better, right? And you can take the instrument. There are also lots of what we call clues to talent, right? Talking to people, talking to your kids, talking to your coworkers, talking to your spouse, and just asking them, what are the things that you find that come easily to you? What are the things where you completely lose track of time when you're doing them because they are just so... Um, consuming and gratifying for you to do, right? What are the things that you um, are accidentally good at? The first time you do it, you're like, oh, I'm, I was better at that than I should be the first time, right? Yeah. Those are really good clues that there's a talent there, right? And so looking around at the people around us for their talents and leaning into that is one of the best ways to bring out the best in people, right? I mean, it's literally, it's going back to the first of this conversation when I said what Don Clifton said about strengths is let's think about what's right with people. So when you look at somebody, particularly if you're supervising or leading somebody and they are causing you heartburn, you were like, this person is driving me crazy. My challenge to you before you fire them or put them on a performance plan is go, what is right about them? What do they contribute? What are the things? and Now, this isn't always the case, Ashley. Like there are some people, like sometimes there are times when this isn't the right fit, you need to go or whatever, right? But a lot of times, if we can figure out what somebody really is talented at and lean into that, right? We can either guide them to the job that's right for them or just bring out their natural ability um, and help them shine in what they're already doing. I love that. I've, I've watched that. In my own life, I've watched that as a leader. I've watched that with my husband and teams that he leads. Sometimes just a reassignment of what they're doing or for somebody that's really high in command or really high, you know, for those people, they need a little bit more command. They need a little bit more autonomy, right? So it's not, maybe they're not flourishing with you breathing down their neck, but maybe they would flourish if they had a little bit more. So I think it's so important when we're talking um, leadership in general. And we're talking, I don't know, life in general, because like we were, we were speaking about earlier, I think we, you know, you mentioned we lead all the time. We lead as parents, we lead as just, you know, good human beings in the world. And if we can figure out how to bring out the best in people, that's going to help us in every aspect of life. Because as funny as it sounds, the whole time you were talking about that, I was thinking about my kids. I was thinking, where do they naturally flourish? And where are the grinding points for us? Um, And I think it's just as applicable to my relationship with my kids, trying to lead them, you know, down the path of righteousness, if you will. Um, (laughs) Just trying to get these kids to heaven, guys. So um, (laughs) when I was thinking about what our grinding points are and what I may be missing, because the truth is I do enjoy a little command, right? Like I, I enjoy that but I have a child that enjoys it equally as much. So we will grind um, and I'm going to win because I'm the boss here, but there are ways 
that I can put her in situations where she can win and I can win as well. So oh, I just love that. All right. What else? What else is on your mind that we can share with these amazing people? Any final thoughts? Um, I mean, I would just say that if you are sitting here going, I mean, I'm just not even sure about this or I don't, I don't even know. How would I even know what I'm good at? I would just encourage you to, to consider taking the assessment and or asking the people around you what they see in you. Because I, I do know that it can be kind of overwhelming when you are sitting there grinding, right? And just trying to do everything and everything feels hard to even know where to go with it. So I would say just jump out there and talk to people that you know um, and see what you can find out. So if somebody wants to take the test and maybe they don't just want to take the test, because I also think that there is... There's, there are a good majority of people that will take the test and never do anything with it. So right. I don't want that to happen. It, it made such a difference no, in my life. So yeah. if they want to take the test and then work with you, how would someone go about getting in contact with you? Sure. So you can go to my website, which is www.nopaleadership, N-O-P-A leadership.com. Um, you can click on there all throughout it. There's a download that you can download to find out a little bit more. Um, and there is an option on there to book a consult and that'll just book a 30 minute call with me just to talk about what might be useful. Now you can do that. My website is geared toward leaders. I work primarily with people who are leading teams, but I will help anybody who wants to talk about their strengths, right? So click on there, book a free consult and I'll be glad to talk about how to find, how to get access to the instrument, what your results mean um, and how I might be able to help you through individual coaching or or some sort of team workshop workshop if that's if you're a leader of a team. I love it. Carol, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I love getting to spend time with you anytime. Um, it's so funny that this is, it's amazing that this is your job because it's what you and I sit around and do naturally in your gorgeous, like restored living room there. But it is amazing that you're able to use your strengths and your talents to help other people find theirs and then maximize theirs. Um, I just think, I think it's incredible. I think what you do is such a need um, in our world, especially right now, there are probably a lot of people that are listening that have been laid off of their job because yeah. of COVID-19. Um, I understand that from the last year of my life. And I will tell you that your strengths did not go away when your job went away. You know, your value in, in you mattering did not go away when your job went away. But it may be time to talk to somebody else and let them start showing you how you can turn that strength into a superpower. And yeah. I know that Carol is someone that, that did that for me. She spoke life into me in a time when I was just struggling to see my own value. And I know that there's someone listening that's going to contact Carol. And then we're going to talk one day, me and the person listening about Carol changing our lives and kind of putting us on a path to finding you know, even more. So thank you so much for your time today. If you're listening, make sure that you subscribe to the channel so that you can get these sent to your phone every week. Obviously subscribing is free, which is so funny that I have to say that. But like my mom was like, okay, how much does it cost to subscribe to your podcast? I'm like, Oh, you're so cute. It's free. <laughs> so you'll just get a notification on Wednesday mornings that there's a new podcast and get to listen in with us. We get to grow together. And here's the great thing. Carol's going to come back and do another one with us. So you want to make sure that you're subscribed so you can see that. But thank you for joining us and we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Millhousing Nation podcast. To connect with Millhousing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com. 